This is a HeadGum Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tig? Cheryl. Let's see, what kind of stuff do we cover in this? Um, We cover, well, balls. Lots of ball talk. Yeah. And it'll make sense when you listen to this episode. But it won't. It won't make <laughs> a whole lot of sense. I was going to say, we didn't bring it up for no reason. No, but you do a lot of times bring those up for no reason. I'm interested in them. They, it doesn't seem like they, it seems like they were an afterthought. (laughs) Like God just like like, tagged it on like, oh, forgot to put these in there. Okay. Yeah. Let me spice it up here. (laughs) But it's nice. This is a really, it's a really beautiful documentary. We don't, by by the way, we don't Mm -hmm. do this uh, justice, if that's what you're hoping for. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, we should apologize to everybody. Yes, this is an apology in advance, but we did love your movie. Okay, Uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to Senior. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. Okay, I know it's been a while for the listeners, but for us, we just did our live show. Yeah. That this is the first one we're recording after our live show. We did it yesterday. It was so fun. Did you have fun? I had a blast. Oh, we had some horny snark bowls there. <laughs> you were one of them. <laughs> What's wonderful? You were, and you were tipsy. Oh my God, you. I mean, yeah, you had a sure. few tart meanies. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, gosh, that was a good time. I didn't have a few. I think I had technically one. But then, but then we had Nadia go to the green room and get the tiny little bottle of Tito's and shake it up in the shaker, which you split with me. <laughs> which means I only had one drink. Yeah, but that seemed to, to back be enough. Out of this. It seemed to be enough. It did. It worked on me. Yeah. Did you feel any of that? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I guess when you're just drinking, you know, straight liquor. <laughs> after Quickly. church. A- mm-hmm. After church. It hits you. Those tart meanies, man. Do you they like are s- those? I mean, do you not? Of course I do. Of yeah. course I do. 
Yeah. <sighs> you know, it's so crazy. I I think I'm really just realizing that that was our first live Tig and Cheryl. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like we've done it before, I guess because we've done streaming shows and because I do stand-up all the time, but then I'm just thinking, well, no, that was the first and only one. I know, and we had people, like, from flying in to see it. Yeah. And how about the the woman that flew in before, Mm -hmm. and she didn't know that the show was canceled, and she flew back in. Yeah. So I gave her my my Blockbuster card. (laughs) (laughs) which only works in bend oregon and i am now in portland oh and and bend is only three three and a half hours away yeah remember i was big talking yeah you were like i'm gonna go visit it (laughs) yeah i'm gonna rent a car and drive out to bend oregon and rent a video then thomas told told you it was three and a half hours away and you're like oh uh no i after a tart meanie i was still like no problem i'll be there (laughs) But today in my hotel room in Portland, I'm like, yeah. it snowed here today. Ooh. It's Ooh. rained on and off. And yeah. I'm just it's like, not a I fun. don't know if it's not worth it to do the bit, you know? <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's probably not. It's probably yeah. not. For the yeah. one picture that you'll take or a little video or whatever. I don't even know if I'd take a picture. But, well, that, you know what? You know. By the way, that's what I was thinking about the two of us. I never really took pictures of us when we were together for our show. What do you mean? Well, I always think, because I don't see you in person that often. So I thought, mm. oh, when I see Tig, oh, I'm going to take pictures. We'll be posting <laughs> pictures all around. And I, t- <laughs> I forgot. I am somebody that never takes it, ever know. thinks to take pictures. No, you don't. And there are certain, no, I don't. And there's certain friends of mine that I'll meet up with. And after dinner, they're like, let's get a picture. <laughs> I'm always like, <laughs> oh, sure, oh. right. Is that a thing? That's it's what a, people do. Yeah, it just never, ever never dawns on me. No. No. Well. Well, it was a good time. It was a very We good should time. do it more often. I want to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's certainly fun to Zoom with you mm-hmm. across town or across the country mm-hmm. and do our nonsense. But man, in person. Nonsense in person is Nonsense in person. Up a notch. And it's what started this whole friendship was nonsense That's in person. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, um all right. Well, let's we'll we'll make our this will be our uh, what are they? Oh, a New Year's resolution. Maybe the Snurkbulls can write in and let us know how frequently. Can we do a poll somewhere, Thomas? How frequently you would want a live streaming Tig and Cheryl show? Because Cheryl and I are willing to do this. Yeah. If people want it once a month, I think we can do it once a month. I feel like we can. I mean, unless mm-hmm. the problem is, is like we're such huge stars that sometimes we have to go on location to shoot something but you know what the other star that's not shooting at the time can go to the other star's location (laughs) (laughs) so we're just we're just that's what we are is just stars (laughs) huge stars just trying to accommodate each other yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Shoot. We should get right. To, we should get right. Okay. To this. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. to actually go to my my show starts at seven. Oh, for ball sake. Okay. Yeah. So, um, diving right in. Today's mm-hmm. documentary is senior. 
SR. Mm-hmm. It's really just SR. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's a 2022 documentary directed by Chris Smith, whose previous credits include Bad Vegan. Loved it. Operation Varsity Blues. Loved it. The film follows Robert Downey Jr. as he explores the life of his father, Robert Downey Sr., through his film career and their complicated relationship. Senior is available to watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, Whoa. this was great. Yeah. We're, we're not here to review. We don't do like, oh, well, we can. We can do whatever we want. We, we sure can do whatever we want. It was just, oh, boy. This is was mm. great. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So the documentary begins with Robert Downey Jr. interviewing Downey Sr. at a table in the backyard. Okay. Am I crazy, Tig? Yes. <laughs> Say no more. You know your little walking cane? Yeah. Is it? It's the exact. It's the same one. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's how the whole film started with his alligator head walking cane. Uh, yeah. And I was like, did, take, did you know this? I didn't know this. I was laughing so hard. I was like, what <laughs> the balls is going on? I know. I told Stephanie, I was like, you're not going to believe what Robert Downey Jr.'s dad's cane looks like. <laughs> And she didn't guess. And she, no, <laughs> she, she didn't guess anything or she um, couldn't. Uh, yeah, she didn't guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it start, it's, it's funny. It's funny because Downey Sr. was mm-hmm. a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So everything in this film he has his opinions about and he's, so even like the alligator head walking cane, he wants to do like, bits with the alligator head and shoot it this way and then do it that way and you're like i mean at the beginning of this i was like oh dear is this whole thing just like him directing (laughs) him directing the alligator head walking king because this could be a long documentary i'm not Uh, opposed to that you know (laughs) well of course you love that alligator but it was a good it was a good way to you know let us know robert i mean i guess do you know Robert Downey Jr.? I do. Do you? Ragadocious alert. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Can I tell you a funny story? Please. I wish you would. So there's a lot of braggadociousness <laughs> in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know, I think I've told this story before, but Chris Martin. Yes. Dakota Johnson's boyfriend. Yes. I've been to Chris Martin's house. Okay. Well, Chris, okay, em- Chris okay, emailed me. Yes. To ask me to be the surprise at Dakota's birthday. Okay, yes. Her, her 30th birthday. You yes. know about this, right? Yes, Bluebell. Okay, so I go and I do this. Yeah. I get off stage. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, Susan, come up to me, and they're like, oh, you are so funny, and I'm drinking a cup of tea. Okay. And I was, you know, taking in the nice compliments. And what was really interesting about watching this was when I met Robert – he was complimenting me on how weird my comedy was and how into it. He was like, the weirder you were. I was just like, I couldn't get enough kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, in the moment, I was thinking, oh, that's nice. Or I don't know how true this is. But watching this movie, I was realizing, you know, oh, he that meant is it. his. Yeah, yeah, he meant he, it. He totally meant it. Yeah. And um, so I'm drinking the tea. 
And his wife, Susan, wanted tea. And she said, where did you get that? And I said, well, I got it in my green room. But just understand that the green room is just this weird broom closet <laughs> that Chris Martin put together for me to, he was Hang hiding in. me in right. until I went on stage. Uh-huh. And I said, but I have some tea and uh, a teapot back there. And they were like, Robert said, oh, well, could we go and get some tea? <laughs> And uh, I was like, sure. And it was me and my friend Greg and Susan and Robert and I, I walk them, the four of us walk to the broom closet mm-hmm. and I make Susan some tea. And then we settled into it. And the four of us essentially missed Dakota's entire birthday party because <laughs> me, my friend Greg, Robert and Susan sat in this broom closet for nearly That's three cute. hours and <gasps> talked. Oh, that's cute. It was so much fun. He seems amazing. I mean... Robert Downey Jr. I loved him and his wife. Yeah, she also seemed very cool just oh from my this gosh. documentary. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah. And, you know, we I can't claim that they're my tight friends, but I we've kept in touch here and there. Oh, that's nice. That's a, just a fun little story that I was in a broom closet with him for hours. Oh, you were in seven minutes in heaven. You were at Drink, three hours drinking in heaven. Drinking tea. Yeah. I mean, do you want to call him right now and see if you can get him on the horn? Mm. <laughs> I feel like this documentary is more interesting than then trying to FaceTime. Trying than to... actually talking to Robert. Oh, this is even more interesting. Than... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I will let you off. Uh, okay, so so Junior, I guess we'll just call him Junior and Senior. Yeah, let's call okay. him Junior. Junior says he's interested in learning more about who his dad is because because we never know how much time we have with each other. Mm-hmm. And Junior always felt like his dad was a looming figure in his career with people often asking about his influence. Influence. How do you say it? Influence. Yeah, in, influent. influence. 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 I can't tell which syllable to hit. Influence. Well, it's like, Influence. you know, the word in, insurance. I say insurance. This is and my some problem. people say, say insurance, but right. I say insurance. I used to say insurance, and then somebody said, you can't keep saying it that way. It's insurance. Ah, uh, because it sounds crazy. No, it's very <laughs> well, Southern. Insurance. 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 Okay. Insurance. The point is, Influence. Influence. (laughs) (laughs) Weren't we trying to get back to an important... Yes, this is an important documentary and we are... Okay, here we go. So Senior watches a video of Junior playing water balloons with his son who says he hasn't seen any of his grandpa's movies. Okay, so the thing is, is that Senior spent his whole career making really weird, odd ball movies yeah is that is that what you got yeah and again that was where i was like wow our dj was he was telling me the truth that he likes weird stuff i mean one of his uh seniors uh movies was called chafed elbows (laughs) (laughs) and it was a film about a guy who marries his mother yes yeah and then didn't the new york times like say, or was it the New York Times or somebody reviewed it and they were like, whoa, this is so weird and crazy and bad and I love it, which seems to be the vibe of his films. Yeah. How familiar were you with him? Uh, Zero. 
Did you know he existed? Honestly, I'd never thought about Robert Downey Jr.'s father before I sat down to watch this. Did you? You had never thought about Robert Downey Jr.'s senior? <laughs> no, I hadn't. <laughs> I didn't know he was a filmmaker. I, I didn't know anything about chafed elbows. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I guess I knew that he had a filmmaker father, but I wasn't sure that um, I wasn't familiar with what he did, you know? Yeah. I'm still not sure I am. <laughs> well, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, I don't understand how he made money to support his family. Also, not my business. You know, I think when people think of a movie director, they assume that they're making a lot of money. Yeah. And sometimes when you're making independent film or B-movies or whatever, you're making anywhere from nothing to minimal amounts of money. Yeah. And it's hard for people to understand that. Of course, the movies can make money when you sell them to studios or whatever. But it's a it's a small percentage. Yeah, it's very small. Until you become like a big director or something, it's hard to really make a lot but maybe yeah. he was making enough weird little Took movies I, I don't i don't know i, I guess i, I can <laughs> no. text susan downey jr yeah, ask her she's probably not a junior susan downey susan, jr susan downey jr <laughs> <laughs> i wish more women would name their daughters after them well i'm named after my mother oh are you yeah so you're yeah. a junior I wish yeah. you'd just call you Junior. Yeah, I'm Junior. Did you like being a Junior? Um, sure. Okay. I mean, I was my mother was named after my grandmother, so I was like a, okay. a third year. <laughs> You're the third. I'm the third. Like, um, um, what's his name? Howell the third. Yeah, from On Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, Thurston <laughs> Howell the third. Okay, um, Thurston. Okay, so something very serious about this film mm-hmm. is well. Do we say do we say it now? We have to take a break and then oh. we can say it. We'll be right back. We'll on be Tig back. And we'll Cheryl be back. True, True story. story. It's a comedy podcast where we talk about documentary nothing. film, a documentary, and nothing. It's rarely about the film. Mm-mm. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, talking about Senior. Senior. Okay, so Robert Downey Jr. wanted to make a film about his father. And mm-hmm. and uh, he did. And, and he did. He did. So we find out that Senior had made all of these weird but interesting, fascinating movies. He used a lot of people that didn't weren't the usual, like, actors. Mm-hmm. Norman Lear is in this film, and he said mm-hmm. um, one of Senior's producers, and he describes working with Senior as perfectly, wonderfully, deliciously insane. 
So while you're learning about the films that he makes, then you learn that Senior has Parkinson's disease. Yeah. So that was a uh, – it certainly gave the some gravity to the whole yeah. film. Life magazine published an article, Robert Downey makes vile films. Other headlines include, it was terrible, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so he had this really um, – he really uh, sparked people one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And he also made a film, Putney Swope, during the civil rights movement, inspired by the racial wage gap. And it was a big success and eventually was inducted into the Library of Congress. That movie did look really interesting. Yeah. When I was watching that, I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I don't know if I will. I don't you see You don't know a lot if you're going to go to the Library of Con- Congress and try to check it out? No. Well, you don't know. Well, I do. <laughs> I feel pretty confident. It's about as likely as me getting in a rental car and heading up to Bend or over or under to Bend. I don't know where Bend you is. You don't know. No, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Um, Junior says he believes his dad is connected to some sort of creative deity. It was interesting hearing um, Robert Jr. RDJ. Talk about growing up. Mm-hmm. you know, in this family because it sounded insane. Yeah. And he said as a kid, his crib was next to the room where they were doing editing. So he would hear like the clapboard, like the sound, you know, when they clap. Yeah. And he would just yeah. hear all these sounds all night. And that was how he lulled himself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> he was a real cute kid. Oh, my gosh. Those eyes. I know. His little eyeballs looking up Mm. at you. And it's cute because there's a lot of um, footage of from his childhood, once again, because his dad was like always shooting shooting footage of him. But just like also just gorgeous photos, still photos. Yeah. Yeah. Wowzers. Senior has a close relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson and appears in his film Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Junior says Paul is a son his father wishes he had. Oh. No. <laughs> he said that lighthearted, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was lighthearted. Was, yes. Senior is paranoid about planes, trains, and elevators. Uh-huh. He experienced a crash landing while in the military. I mean, listen, I get it. Planes, trains, and elevators. Are you scared to fly? No. Okay. So what do you understand? <laughs> Well, all of these these three planes, trains, and elevators, like, you don't have any control over it. You know, you're no. just, like, getting in a vessel and hoping everything goes right. Yep. That's yep. all you can do in life. Honestly, that's all you can do in life. Life is one big vessel, <laughs> It Cheryl, really is. And it we've is. gotten in, and we hope that it goes right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does, and sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Senior's yeah. actual last name is Elias. But he changed it to Downey when he joined the army underage, thinking it would be a disadvantage to have a Jewish last name. Senior often got into trouble in the army and began writing while in the stockade when his boss told him to write something down rather than sit around doing nothing. Okay, so the army is uh, to credit his Mm -hmm. career. Um, Junior made... Oh, Junior. Oh, 
Jr. made his debut in film, in his father's film, Pound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And his line was, you got it. Do we have audio for it? Oh, yeah. Okay, here you want to hear uh, Junior's first line in the movie that from his father's film? I would like to hear it. Mm-hmm. One night there's a tornado warning. So we all go down in the basement and we lay down in the southwest corner. The tornado hits, the lights go out, the wind is blowing. But we're all hanging on to each other like one piece of fear. The next morning we go upstairs, there's no more furniture, the roof's gone, and so's my hair. That tornado scared me so much it made my hair disappear. Have any hair on your balls? <laughs> I'm afraid to look. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was probably like four in this. I thought he said five, but five, I don't know. Just, I th- yeah, Thomas is saying okay, yes, so, was five. So this actor does that whole thing about the tornado, and then he says, do you have any hair on your balls? <laughs> And the other actor says, I'm afraid to look. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, that seemed, seemed like uh, that's how his films were. It was just one non sequitur after another. And you're just like, am I supposed to, yeah. am I supposed to know what this means? <laughs> oh, my God. But he was And cute. does he know what any of this means? Well, that was the thing, too. I mean, Senior was like, yeah, d- people didn't need to overthink it. I wasn't really saying anything. That's kind of like what Bob Dylan says. Mm. You know, everybody's overthinking all of his lyrics. And he's like, eh, it's just words. (laughs) 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 I also think that movie's called Pound because they're all supposed to be dogs. Oh, right. They were all in a, like, holding cell. Like, the Pound had rounded them up. (laughs) Yeah. Also, what does that mean? (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Um, senior, listen, it sounds like Junior's life growing up was chaotic. His father took him to see lots of films as a child, um, including an X-rated movie. Yeah, I know. And so Senior was taking Junior to see this film, and they said, oh, he can't come in. He, this is an X-rated film. And then Senior calls somebody who calls somebody and calls the theater, and they were like, okay, you can go in. <laughs> I like that he went the extra mile yeah. to get his little child. In. I remember when I was doing stand-up in um, L.A. in my first few years, and some of my family from Mississippi came out. <laughs> it was my cousin, his wife, and their three sons, and the three boys were children. It made me laugh so hard because they, when they were trying to get into the comedy club, whoever ran the venue said to my cousin, he said, there's a lot of foul language, just a heads up. (laughs) And my cousin goes, oh, they don't care about his kids. It's like, well, yeah, of course they don't care. That's not why he's telling you. He's not thinking your kids are going to be offended. Offended what? Yeah. Yeah. They said bad words. They don't yes. care. They'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, they don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the point. Did you get this part when they were saying uh, they would call each other bug job? Mm-mm. Junior would say to his son, 
what do I always tell you? And his son was like, don't be a bug job. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. What yeah, does that mean? Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are a lot of things that we're just not going to know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Unless you called Robert Downey Jr. right now. Well, I don't have, if, if I'm if I'm completely honest with thank you and you. all the snark bowls, Yes, thank um, you. I don't have Robert's number. It's Susan who I'm in contact with okay. because she's vegan. Okay. And she was like, oh, can I get your number? Maybe we can go grab a meal sometime. Oh. Is that what vegans yeah. do? Eat food, yeah. They really bond. Like, oh, yeah. you're vegan too? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a little club. Yeah, we're a little tiny club in a in a cl- in a broom closet. <laughs> Juniors, we have to take a break, Cheryl. Oh, for for okay. I was gonna say balls' sake, but then we just talked about hair on the balls, and I didn't want to hit hit the balls too hard. <laughs> oh, please, I hope that doesn't stay in. I know it will. Why would you want that out? Because maybe some people don't want to hear about balls that much. I, for one, don't, but you continue to talk about them. I know. They're fascinating. I know. And we've talked about where do they go when you do the, when men do the splits. <laughs> still, I'm still fascinated about that. <laughs> they must drape over to one side. It's got to be, right? Or they drape well, over to the Well, we should probably... Hire a snorkel <laughs> who is willing to do the splits <gasps> naked for us. Oh, or just in a very tight, silky see through stocking. <laughs> we'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl. True story. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we are back on oh, Tig and Cheryl please. True Story. We're talking about senior and listen, I hope that nobody from this film is listening. <laughs> I hope none of the filmmakers are listening. Yeah. Oh, but Robert probably is. Hey, Robert, hey. Hey, Robert, hey. Hey, Susan, hey. Hey, Susan, hey. So Junior's mother, Elsie Ford, Mm -hmm. had a successful acting career, but mostly worked with Senior, which was, you know, great. We got to see some clips. I was going to say clippets. No, snippets. Some foot foot clips. (laughs) Right? Is that what you said? So we got to see some foot clips? Oh, clamps. Foot, what are these? Foot oh, clamps. Clampons. Clampons. Crampons? Tampons. <laughs> when, you're, when you're scaling a mountain, you wear clampons. Clampons? Is that right, Thomas? Clampons. <laughs> crampons. Oh, crampons. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I thought that's what you were talking about because we did the you, we did the documentary about what's his name that did the mountain climbing. Remember we talked about clampons. Yeah, but how did we get to this? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I blinked and all of a sudden you were talking about scaling a mountain with, with clampons. I thought you brought it up. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I thought you we're brought both it up. hungover. I know. We're both am... still hungover from the streaming Ooh. show. Okay. It is, they have Ooh, nothing to Lordy. do with what we're doing, what we're talking about. Okay. Okay. So there's We're doing a, this film a complete disservice. Very, very much so. Just as we've done every film. <laughs> we've done every film, film a complete disservice. A service. It deserves a service? <laughs> if we're doing it a disservice, then it deserves a service. Mm-hmm. But people don't say that. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, they don't. Maybe we can get that started. I'd really like to do your film a service. Senior says that the plot, he did a movie called um, Two Tons of Turquoise to Taos Tonight. Mm. And Classic Downey Senior. <laughs> Follows the saxophone. He says that the plot follows the saxophone. Mm-hmm. It's a film with no clear plot that he made during a time when he was addicted to drugs. So he's just like doing crazy ass stuff. Drugs. Drugs. Lots of drugs. Yeah. Lots of drugs. Making uh, weird movies. Making weird movies. And this is what, you know, little Junior is exposed to all the time. Yeah. So I'm sure that colored his interest childhood years and yeah. interest. Senior yeah. likes to film in New York City because he feels like LA is overdone. Mm-hmm. And he says the first question people ask about a film in LA is, will it make money? <laughs> well, this is what we do here. This is our business. <laughs> that's why that's why people make film because they're like they have a family to to feed. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing? You're just like, just make, just. You're making movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did it for art's sake. Yeah. I remember when I first started doing stand up, I had no focus or interest in money. Yeah. I couldn't wait to just do a three minute open mic. Yeah. Oh my God. I did weird little theater everywhere. Yeah. Mm hmm. It wasn't about the money. No. But then at some point, you move into a stage in your life where it's like, okay, I actually I I do have bills. <laughs> I know. I used to sit in the, at the comedy store in Los Angeles, and it was open mic night, and you get three minutes or whatever, and the open mic goes on forever all night long. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, I would see other comedians come in and ask if they could bump in front of you know and yeah, yeah get in earlier and get out yeah, they had things they, to do yeah they didn't want to watch other comedians i would sit there and i would be like i am never going to be like that i am always going to sit here and i'm always going to enjoy watching Every everybody person. do their comedy and i'm just i'm happy to be here and i'm happy to do my comedy and watch everyone do theirs <laughs> it's about, you know, a couple of years um, in, mm-hmm. a year and a half in, I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. I, I don't know if I can here. sit yeah, here and watch these yahoos all night. I can barely take myself. <laughs> um, so, now, things change. Is it my imagination or did I miss something in this documentary? Did, did we find out more about Junior's mother? No, like I didn't even know, you know, because not to spill beans, no. but when Senior remarried, his second wife yeah. passed away. Well, we're about to talk but about But there it. was, yeah, but there's no, like, where did first mom go? Yeah. Thomas, can you, like, I mean, there's no where way Where is know. she? 
Thomas is going to let us know. So, yeah, during that big drug phase of his father's, and he said it took his dad like two years to edit it together, which it doesn't usually take two years to edit a film, let's be honest. Junior talks about his own struggles with drug abuse during the time he began working in Hollywood on the film Less Than Zero. Mm -hmm. So now he's a young adult, and now he's in the film industry, and he has a uh, a drug Full-blown drug problem. Yeah. His father remarries a woman named Laura Ernst, who's mm. a positive impact on his struggles with drug use. And Robert Jr. seems to have a really good relationship with her as well. And then she was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Ugh. That's a rough one. Whoa. And um, it forces Senior to take a different approach to life. Mm-hmm. So then Senior makes the film Forever Young, which touches on Laura's illness and his son's addiction. He describes it as a collage of pain. Do you want to hear about Elsie? Yes. So they divorced in 1975, and apparently she also had serious drug issues, and she wasn't able to get sober until 1990. And then she actually counseled Robert Downey Jr. when he was getting sober but she had health issues that seem related to that through her life and then she passed away in 2014 oh wow Hmm. that's heavy so there's a lot of pain you know yeah i mean everybody has pain in their lives but this is robert downey jr's and senior story so this is about their experiences Mm -hmm. at some point senior leaves la goes back to new york where he feels like that's where he belongs and it's now it's getting hard for him to travel back and forth and so this took like three years to film is that what you got Mm -hmm. yeah i i was gonna say two or three i I don't know yeah so clearly his father's health is um declining declining um and he's got this very sweet relationship with his dad and they talk on the phone and the dad is always giving him advice about what the film should be and look like and shots that should stay in and shots that should uh-huh. should be cut. It was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody makes an appearance in this film. Sean. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Our dear friend Sean Hayes out of nowhere. Okay. So so senior, so Junior is asking senior, is there anything else you want to see? Is there anything you want in this film? And he says, yeah, there is one thing. Uh-huh. And somehow Junior knew what it was going to be. <laughs> also, adding to the weirdness of their relationship, of their, at some point in, when Robert Junior was 15, he did a performance of the song. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it. Right. <laughs> Fisher Weiss? Sure. Fisher Weiss? Fisher Weiss? It's a German folk song uh-huh. that uh, Robert did because he wanted to impress his father. And his father was impressed with it. And his father mm-hmm. really wanted Robert Jr. to perform it again. <laughs> So the next thing you see, Sean Hayes sitting at a piano. 
He goes to Sean's house. Oh, my God. That made me yeah. laugh so hard. And Sean, <laughs> who's a wonderful pianist, he's playing and Robert is dressed. I don't know what he was wearing. It was something very colorful. Mm-hmm. And he sang the German folk song. And it was in the film. Yes, it was. like his dad wanted. (sighs) Did that make you laugh when you saw Sean Hayes? Yeah, I mean, anytime I see Sean's face, I immediately am laughing or rolling my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Because, honestly, he could pop up in any film, any song, any... uh, TV show? TV show, you name it. If he just, like, he could just walk by in the background and be like, oh, yeah, there's Sean (laughs) Why why would he need to be in this? Why would he want to be in this? And he doesn't even need to say anything. He hardly said anything in this. Yeah. How is he the funniest person alive? I don't know. He just is. He is. He just is. And I would like to meet somebody that doesn't feel that way about him. Mm. You know how you're that weird curveball where you're not obsessed with Dolly Parton? Yeah, okay. So you want to you want to find somebody who feels that way about Sean Hayes. Yeah, somebody that's like, yeah, he's good. You know, he's I good. like him. Yeah. He's he's good. He's talented. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> sure. I would shake his hand. Yeah, I like him. Like the voice goes up when you say it. Do you like Sean mm-hmm. Hayes? Yeah. 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 I wish I wish him well. <laughs> okay. So now seniors condition is getting worse from the Parkinson's. And mm-hmm. the filmmakers moved to his bedroom. They were very sweet, too. Like yeah. the guy that's sitting in the bedroom, like yeah. editing with Senior. And yeah. it, it was extraordinary to just see how passionate Senior was about film. I mean, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Loved everything lived about and it. Lived it. That's every day. That's all he thought about. Yeah. When he saw the little yeah. ducklings in the pond, he just everything was a. He saw it through a lens. It was uh, interesting timing to watch this because my son Max just started asking about editing movies and oh. how to do that. And he's had different ideas. Like he did a a magic. He had us film him from behind him facing the TV. And then he did abracadabra. And then he had Finn press the TV on. Uh And Max went, you know, abracadabra. (laughs) And so you just see Max do that. Uh And the TV goes on. Casting the spell. Yeah. And then it goes off. Oh, uh, that's interesting that he's like thinking in those. Yeah, terms. he's already thinking about editing special and then tricks he was, and shots. Yeah, and- when I was watching this movie, I was thinking, I wonder because it's such an early interest, and clearly Max understands yeah. editing, and he's thinking about it. Yes, and that he is wants interesting. To, he wants us to teach him how to edit on the computer. That's pretty cute. It's, I was thinking, is this is this going to be? Something he does. Yeah, you might have a little filmmaker on your hands. That's what it sounds yes. like. So then at some point, Junior and mm-hmm. his son, Exton. Exton? Exton. Exton. No, no way to know. know. And Robert's son is what? He seemed like he was 10, maybe? Something like Something that. Something like 11? that. 
and they go to visit Senior, and Mm -hmm. Junior (laughs) coaches Exton to go deliver a line to Senior, (laughs) (laughs) and he walks up to him. And And should we hear that? Can we hear that? Yeah. And Senior, I mean, it's clear that his his health has really declined, and he's, Uh you know. We're going to give you three takes at asking him the question. All right, so you'll hit, come here, hit him with the line. Hey, Exie. Hi. Okay, he's ready. In three, two, one, go. Hey, senior, have any hair on your balls? Could you repeat that question? Have any hair on your balls? Perfect. It was so cute and sweet and, uh, yes. and you knew that senior was so happy and... Uh-huh. And just that Robert knew exactly what would make his dad happy. Yeah. You know? And it's hard yeah. in a time like that when things are dramatic and sad. Mm-hmm. But to go in there and do that really. Yeah. Ooh, it was sweet. Well, okay. What, what, what really got me? But we'll talk mm-hmm. about this, I guess, in a second. But so when they went to visit and they're in his room – Robert and his son just sat on the couch next to the dad. Yeah. They just hung out there for a while. It was just really, really sweet. Really sweet. Just being there. Yeah. And then that appeared to be the last time that he saw his dad. Yeah. His dad passed soon after that. Yeah, there wasn't like, a, you know, that kind of big, clear moment. Right. Right. I mean, it's clear. But it's they don't spell it out in the way that yeah films often do yeah yeah and then you see that they have a memorial for for his father in his yard and Robert says that the film ultimately became a contemplation of death in a way mm-hmm. he said we're here we do stuff and we're gone mm-hmm. but you know and he did and he said it in a sweet way and a philosophical way not like a not mean or dreadful but just like yeah this is what life is Mm -hmm. did you feel that yeah I loved I loved putting it that way yeah just we're here we do stuff and we're gone (sighs) I know because it makes you think okay what's what is the stuff that I'm doing so that's pretty much the end of it and then the documentary ends like if you watch all the the credits and stuff you see a clip from seniors film greaser's palace which mm-hmm. was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. It, it I was uh, I was crying laughing because it was because he said I my name is or he saw, he had a message from somebody whose name was like I couldn't begin to say what his name was like a very long lot just a bunch of words that had nothing to do with each other and why that would be somebody's name <laughs> did not make any sense. But, it's but it good. really got me. It's good. Okay, Tig, are you ready for some final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not, but I was very moved. Did you cry? Oh, I did. I mm. couldn't stop. Tell me about they it. Ju- they just, ju- well... I just loved Robert Downey Jr. so much. And I, he was so, clearly his dad wasn't always the greatest 
role model, perhaps, you know, Mm -hmm. and instead of being angry at his dad or whatever stuff that people get into, you know, and they can't and they get stuck in that space with my father or my mother did did this or didn't do that. And he said that he said he loved his father for all the things that he did. And he loved his father for all the things he didn't do. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. Ah, and he just, um, he, he really understood his father Mm -hmm. and watching him make this film for him with quote unquote with him. I mean, that was like the gift of a lifetime. Yeah. And I mean, I was just, even when he sent his son in to deliver the line, it was just the bit, it was so great because that was the best thing that he could possibly do. He didn't, his father yeah. was, didn't seem like the type of person that wanted to hear, you know, long I love yous or this right. is the thing that you did right or this is the thing that you did wrong. He wanted yeah. to talk about films and he, yeah. and it was just so, he was just so beautiful. He's just such a beautiful person. I just, yeah. I was just like, I could not stop. I kept like, I would, I would like dry, dry up my tears, like <laughs> pull it together, Heinz. And then as soon as I like tilted my head down, they just would start coming down like in sheets. <laughs> Ooh, it really got me. I really loved this film. Yeah. Okay. Who were you attracted to? Should we say it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Well, first of all, well, I mean, there are there are options. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I feel like you know, little RDJ is kind of oh. obvious there. That's who I'm picking. Now you have to. That's pick who you're else. picking. Mm-hmm. I mean, Susan's very attractive too. Of don't course. get me wrong, but I think that even though I can't quite picture his mother, yeah. I love the description of his mother and how she was willing to do anything that he put her up to and that that's who Robert said he learned all of his acting from. And she just seemed cool. So I'm going to say her. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, This is our chance for True Story Talk Back. Do you have anything to say? Hey, Robert and Susan. Hey. Hey. Hit me up for some tea and vegan food anytime, <laughs> kids. Cheryl? Oh, well, I would just like to say to Robert, um, thank you for this film. Oh, no. I need a piece of mail because I'm going to get, oh, boy. I thought it was real. <laughs> I can't even say anything. Okay, I got to pull it together. Let's hear it. Robert, well, I just thank you for this film. It was so, it was inspiring. It was, uh, I think it inspires people to take a look at the people in their lives and how you can appreciate somebody in your life, even if they weren't perfect. They did a lot of foolish and stupid things, but people are complicated. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this film to to remind us that. Okay. I got to stop. Ooh, I can't. Okay. Of course, I mean, everyone hopefully can relate to that. And is there a particular person that you really identified, like connected to about this? Well, I mean, I guess I thought about my own dad 
my my father yeah. was uh not perfect. He mm-hmm. wasn't the best role model. Uh mm-hmm. but I didn't have this in common. Mm-hmm. You know, like the junior and senior had this film in common, filmmaking. So I I kind of never really found that common ground with my father. Yeah. So I'm going to make an effort to the peop- to people in my life that I feel like I don't have a common ground, really think about what that might be. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't one, to really just celebrate what it is about them that's oddball and great. Yeah. 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 <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's all for this week's episode. Next week, you're going to get a chance to listen to a recording of our live show. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about the last blockbuster on Netflix. Oh, and we really will tell you all about that. It's hard hitting. <laughs> we'll tell you all about that film. Before we go, should we read some true fan mail? Yes. Genevieve writes Hey, Genevieve. Hey, hey. Genevieve. Hey. Hey, Tegan Cheryl. Hey. While listening to this week's Ask Dr. Ruth episode, it occurred to me that every time Cheryl introduces the last documentary title, she's missing the chance to say, ladies and snurks. (laughs) (laughs) I love you both, and I'm a diehard snurk bull. (laughs) Or jerk bull. A jerk bull. Ladies and snurks. Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) Jessica writes, hey, Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Hey. I just finished your episode on... Asked Dr. Ruth, and I had to giggle when you started talking about the male nurse at the military hospital. When my grandma Nana was in her 80s, she was suddenly hospitalized for a medical emergency. I went to visit her, and she ecstatically told me she had a male nurse. In walked Neil, her nurse, whom she introduced to me as her male nurse. Yes, she said it in front of him. I caught a quick eye roll from him, but he remained courteous as he checked her vitals and IV. She told him with pride about how my cousin was also a male nurse (laughs) and about how happy she was to have a male nurse taking care of her. Neil told her that it was he was simply a nurse, and I could tell from his tone that he... He had told her this before, just as I could tell. He had already heard about my cousin multiple times. When he was gone, I tried to remind her just to call him a nurse. But Nana either forgot or didn't care. The meds she was on were very good. Neil did a great job with that. So a big shout out to all the nurses out there, regardless of gender. Thank you for your hard work and your patience, especially Neil. Oh, Neil. Way to go, Neil. So I guess... Yeah, if you're going to be, you know, saying nurse, male nurse, are there non, you know, do you say, oh, that's a non-binary nurse? <laughs> you know, it's like, why? I have why? a female nurse. This is my female nurse. Yeah, this is my female nurse. This is my non-binary nurse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's no reason. Well, it sounded like Nana was excited about it, so that at least there's that. No, I know. I'm just, I've had nurses tell me that they are a male nurse and I'm looking oh. at their face maybe you know <laughs> and this was before way years before people were really declaring non-binary or you know that there were yeah there was so much how they wanted to be yeah and I was just looking at him thinking well yeah, yeah I see it I, I get uh, it <laughs> I, get I it. got you I see <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Tig, is there anything you want to tell people about? Well, yeah, I do have some things coming up. One of the things is a private engagement. (gasps) Some people out in the world have hired me to come perform at their wedding, but I can't tell you where that is. And then I also just want to encourage people to come on out to, I believe, I can't, I don't know if it's Gulfport or Biloxi, Mississippi, but I'll be There's down no there. There's no way to know. There's April, no way to know. <laughs> April 14th. And then also April 20th, Red Bank, New Jersey. Mm. And then just check tignotaro.com for my other tour dates. And uh, like I said, I've I'm getting ready for my next comedy special taping. So I'm doing some little clubs here and there, some big Mm -hmm. theaters here and there, Mm -hmm. and some private weddings and events. Okay. I love it. Also, check out Don't Ask Tig, my other podcast. And what else do you have, Cheryl? we don't need to get into my long list. I will tell you when I need to. All right. I'm sorry to bother you. There are things brewing. I mean, right now I'm I'm just shooting Curb. I don't want to say I'm just shooting Curb. I'm concentrating on shooting Curb. Yes. Which is very exciting. Should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>